Marketing Made Easy, the podcast. Now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello, lovely listeners. You are listening to Marketing Made Easy by the Get Savvy Club. I'm Anita Baldwin and I'm here with Anna Geary. Today we have interviewed the awesome Taz Thornton, who I didn't know a lot about before starting the interview with her. But do you know what? I really liked her take on stuff. She kind of talked about being woo-woo and then talked about not being woo-woo and talked about the science behind things. But at the end of the day, she's absolutely right that it doesn't matter whether you are or you aren't. You've just got to get out your own way and crack on mm. with life. Yeah. What's it? I like when she was saying about, you know, not labelling yourself and things. And put a little... So if you're if you're struggling with motivation or you ever have a tendency, which we all do to a certain extent, mm. to fall into a bit of a victim mindset and, you know, oh, if only this was different and if only that was different, then this is the episode for you to listen to, to give yourself a bit of a kick up the bum, hear some, you know, not very politically correct opinions, but ones that will actually help you to get a better life, then yeah, this is definitely the episode for you. I don't know why, because I didn't do the tip she gave us, but I woke up in a really good mood and I've been... I like how you didn't tell them what it is then, they have to listen in, don't exactly. they? Exactly, it's a teaser, isn't it? Yeah. Not my yeah. first hurrah or what they say, cigar, hurrah? I don't, I don't think know, it's anyway. cigar. Rodeo? <laughs> it's not my first cigar, Rodeo, I know. Rodeo. <laughs> It's not my first cigar and I haven't done a rodeo. I think you'll find. So weirdly, I've woken up in a good mood today and I feel quite cheerful and quite positive and excited about the future. And um, yeah, but I'm going to try that tip because I think that's a great one. Let's get into the podcast, shall we? Let's get into it. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. used to be in corporate land, could do it upside down with my hands tied behind my back, loved it, got to the top of the tree, realised that it was great for the ego, but crippling for the soul I still wasn't shifting anything still wasn't doing what I needed to be doing I'd always been interested in all things spiritual energetic personal development but it took for a load of shit to hit my personal fan before I actually made the leap in 2006 I had a load of really nasty stuff hitting my personal fan including my uncle dying my dad dying a load of family stuff coming to light that we we hadn't known about before my financial future disappeared like that as I thought it was at the time My wife got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and then made redundant. And in between all that, I was trying to make sure that my mum was okay and and just stay standing. What did you do in corporate? I was I started out in journalism at 16 by the time I was in my 30s I was UK director for what at the time was one of the world's biggest multinational publishing companies sounds really lush head office meeting in Paris but what people don't think about of course is that's boardroom airport Hotel, yeah. boardroom, airport, boardroom. It's early mornings, late nights, and crap food. Ooh, yes. Oh, the <laughs> yeah, set lifestyle. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, we've all been there. That's the yeah. thing. But that was really one of a series of catalysts that made me realise I needed to do something different. What was really filling me up was helping and supporting, inspiring others. I'd been working for about a decade or so learning traditional soul doctoring from shamans, medicine people. I'd trained in NLP, done a bit of coaching, hypnosis. And this was all just your own personal development? This was all my own personal development. Well, NLP I managed to put through corporate. Yes, but you did it with your own motivation. Yes, absolutely. Well, a bit of both. But, you know, if it helps me as well as the business, that's a bonus, isn't it? So then in 2010, I got out. When I first got out, I worked with my wife, Asher, in rebranding and rebuilding what was a copywriting business into a full-service PR, social media, digital media 
done for you and training organization uh, we got loads of awards nods we we launched the world's first digital magazine for the twitterverse interviewed everyone from Ooh. boy george stephen fry got wow, all kinds of accolades for stephen fry yeah. he's, he's, he's good as he's clean stephen fry oh he's beautiful he's absolutely beautiful he gave us a lovely testimonial off the back of it as well but if we cast back to to when i realized i wanted to be helping and supporting others I went into that because it was safety zone. I knew what I was doing there. I knew how to market. I knew how to help other people to get their stories out. I knew how to do all of that. And the idea was that I'd build my coaching empire on the side. And when that built up enough, I'd step out of that and into that full time. And that happened probably about five years earlier than we thought it would. So through all of that, I'd been through breakdown. I worked through my breakdown for about four years and hid it. Thank goodness for my assistant when I was in corporate. She was my outlet. was like, get me out of the office as much as you could. You know, it felt like such a gauntlet just walking through the office when I was unravelling. It's amazing how you can go through this and nobody really knows. You've got this gate. I've been through times and you're literally sobbing in your car driving to work and then you get to work, you put your game face on and nobody knows what's going on. Morning! Rear play, you lippy. Yeah. I I remember finally talking to two of the other directors and just saying, look, I've been put onto antidepressants and then going, oh, they're giving me like smarties nowadays. Not caring about why, how you you led to that. Yeah. Yeah. When I I was doing yeah. all of that someone even said to me i want to be more like you you know always happy <laughs> i like the irony of it and i just went yeah sleep with a coat hanger in your mouth it, job done in the, middle, in the middle right of um splitting up with with my ex i was at like the worst time of my life and for some reason i did this thing which was called like it was probably about like seven eight years ago it must have been about eight yeah. years ago i did this thing called i don't know if you ever saw it at the time it's called um 100 happy days where yeah. you do something on social media and you go like day one day two and i did the entire 100 days and it's funny because obviously memories on facebook pop up don't they and show you like what, what you're up to and it's like like i laugh so much because it's like eight years ago it pops up i think it was good for me because it made me think yeah. every day of something grateful for even though time it was like an awful time but it, it, looking back now I think oh bloody hell like anyone watching me like you say would have thought oh you know she got shit together she's happy blah 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 exactly and then when that. I oh, split with the, with the other ex it's funny like you say nobody knows what's happening at work I remember booking like I just needed to book half a day holiday and we're like oh yeah. well why are you booking half a day oh because I'm moving out <laughs> Like, that's my day then I mean why what and I was yeah. like oh you know because sometimes you'd rather not say anything because if you do you might yeah. cry or whatever so might it's crumble. just like actually when yeah. you walk through the door it's like say your mask on your game face is on you know what you need to do because you do it like so easily that you just go into that mode and yeah. but it's I easier if no one looks like that. then nobody's nice to you no one can ask when how people you are. start being really nice <laughs> yeah. to you it makes you go you, I'm you like say, say that. something horrible to me quick take the piss out of me quick yeah. you say yeah. that but yeah. I used to somebody saying something nice to me and I used to look at other people who were more visibly upset in the office because we all know there's the people who are easy criers and I was never an easy crier and sometimes I'd catch myself looking at them and seeing the support they got and thinking why am I getting that support and you know even with the antidepressants comment I can look back now I might have felt really at the time I felt oh my god nobody cares but now I can look back and think well of course they're gonna say that because if I'm always the one sorting out everybody else's problems and smiling yeah. of course they're gonna think that's weird the, the fault's with me there and yeah. now i can use that as part, when i sometimes do work with corporates i can i can build that in and you know make sure that you are paying equal attention to the stoic one up the corner as the person having a, a meltdown in the middle of the office because yeah. they'll just be wired differently and have a different work ethic doesn't make one better or one worse but don't yeah. take your eye off the ball because of the distraction there everything you've been through 
you've learned something from it. I can genuinely yeah. say I do not carry any regrets because everything I've been through has helped me to either rebuild myself, grow myself or help other people. Yeah. How do you help these people now? What's your day to day life oh, looking oh, like now? Day to day is bloody brilliant day to day. OK, so the majority of my work, probably about 90 percent of my work now is one to one and group coaching. I work with predominantly other coaches. I also work with a lot of individuals on spiritual development, confidence, stepping into their own empowerment, things like that. But when it comes to business stuff, I help people with their message, with their brand, with their confidence, with making sure they are aiming in the right place, with making sure they're aiming at the right people. The amount of new coaches I meet who go into the coaching business, such a low bar to entry for coaching, isn't it? Isn't no Which, bar. Just, yeah. just get a business card printed and call yourself a coach. Totally. You don't need business cards. What are you talking about? Totally. <laughs> That's, that's both brilliant, but it's also really yeah. dangerous because we yeah. go in there thinking it's going to be easy. But the amount of new coaches I meet who want to help the people who have no money, they want to help the people they see suffering and struggling. And that's beautiful, but they're not stopping to think, hold on, those people can't afford to pay me. And what, it, what you can do is build a business around people that can afford to pay you and then have the choice to give your time to the people that can't afford. Yeah. You can't build your bread and butter. We were talking yeah. about this, this on our training session yesterday, weren't we, about, yeah. on our Social Media Made Easy programme because it's the bit where, like, you, well, it's the start, nail your ideal client, and that's what you were like we were like you might want to help people but you've got to be able to make money from it yourself there's, before and there's a reason that they is. this sounds harsh but there's probably a reason they don't yet have money and yes you could sort out that mindset but by the time you've done that number one they want to need to be willing and they might really be getting something from staying in that place of lack that might yeah. be part of their identity and unless they are willing to shift that's another thing that happens with new coaches isn't it we'll go through that kind of god complex phase where we think we can heal the world do you know, I'm so well, glad you said ready. that because I just think that now there's just like a, I don't know, a, a push towards talking about how people don't get the help they need. And what you're talking about is showing that people have responsibility for themselves. 100%. You, it, it's all about your mindset, your perception and all of that. And you can go and get the help you need. You know, there's yeah. loads of free resources out there to get yourself out of a situation. It might take a while, but, you know, if people are in that position of lack, then it could be that something about them wants to stay in there and they're not yeah. ready to help themselves and i'm so it, glad you said it's, it's not politically yeah. correct to say that these no. days is it well i, I think it should be it's Me need too. versus want isn't it yeah. if somebody needs something it doesn't mean they're going to run out run out and get it if somebody wants something they're going to go and get it and if you see someone in a place of need but they are not in a place of want you're going to be banging your head against the brick wall so again this is going to sound horribly you know non-pc but I have absolutely no interest in trying to force my support and help onto people who do not want it. I can yeah, waste yeah. shed loads of time over there with someone who's not going to take anything on board. And all the time, there's a stack of people over here who are saying, help me, help me, I need a good tazzing. And all the time, my eyes are over here. <laughs> we all need a good tazzing. <laughs> I'm not looking at those people. <laughs> That's making me laugh even more because my ex was called Taz. She used it wasn't me. It wasn't me. No, it was a different one. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Um, Can I just no, say you're absolutely there's right. more than not... one Taz? What? Yeah, yeah. I know, right? She's that, she's got different different The imposter's gone. But you're right. No, nobody says it anymore, do they? But it's you know, it's not a popular opinion, but it's a true opinion as well. So you know, work with the people who actually want to get there because yeah. they're the ones you'll get the results for. So you'll love it. They'll love it. Everything spirals upwards. And the more they get out there. And say, look at what I'm achieving. The more the people will see the light shining, go, well, maybe, maybe, maybe I could do that. Yeah. yeah. You can't hold a hand down to somebody who's in that state. When I was in my breakdown, was I when I was going through 
depression breakdown when I was trying to check out and failing dismally and only succeeding in breaking my back true story probably for another day if somebody had offered me a hand I wouldn't have taken mm. it or I would have taken it and then gradually slipped out of the well, grass you, you I think that there was office there, uh, there there was help there didn't you in that office what other people were getting it and you didn't like yeah, yeah I think it's because you yeah. didn't believe in yourself at that time and if you no. don't believe in yourself, then you can't accept help from anyone because you think, it's well, it's, ins- what's the yeah. point? It's, and if you gen- genuinely don't have job. money, yeah. which uh, the thing is, I think it's important to say, if you genuinely don't have money, we're not like saying like, off you go. Because no. na- in the world we live in now, there is tons of free resources. If you've got no money, that's fine. You, you maybe can't work with people like Taz at the level that they are now, but you can listen to her and her words of wisdom on this podcast for free so there's so much now yes, that's, that's out there to, to get you to a level to then take that next step with, with what, so, whatever, whichever coach you you resonate with and want to totally with. but here's another unpopular opinion if you currently don't have money and you haven't have money had money growing up that is not your fault if you then don't have money for the rest of your life that is your fault you've yeah. got to look at why you don't have it and it's not all about money but i think where people particularly if they're coming from the point of being of, of falling naturally up that nurturer kind of archetype, just because money isn't your driver, it doesn't mean money isn't important. You've got to have all the legs on your stool balanced. You've got to have your your emotional wellness, your spiritual wellness, your physical wellness, and your financial wellness. If any one of those legs isn't where it needs to be, that stool is going to fall over. So, It'll stay up for a bit, but it's unstable, isn't it? Three, you can cope about on three legs, but place. anything else goes and you've fallen over. Yeah. If you've got three legs, you know, and then you get the flu, one of your legs is gone you know i think that, that that's a really harsh lesson but again back to this point around responsibility and when i was working with with the medicine people they really rammed that home that everything in your life is your responsibility regardless of whether in man's law it's your fault at some point even if you didn't create it or you don't believe you created it it's still yours mm. this isn't fair i didn't create this. No, oh, but it's still yeah. mine Victor. life's not fair that's what i tell the kids no, we don't we don't pop out of our mothers with somebody presenting a certificate saying, Welcome to life, it's going to be fair. It isn't. Yeah. But we still need to own it and go, okay, how do I get through it? How do I solve this? What can I learn from it? How can I grow from it? And one of the things I remember one of my greatest medicine teachers saying to me is look at the word responsibility. Response ability. We all have the ability to respond appropriately to any given situation. So so many words like that, responsibility, this ease. God, we could go on like this forever and ever. So if you're currently in a place of lack, it might not be your fault. That's fine. But then you've got to look at, do I want to stay in this place or do I want to get through it? How can I get through it? And if you're just waiting for somebody else to give you a handout, let me tell you, they ain't coming. You've got to create it. I truly believe it's about the influences around you. So if we look, particularly at the moment, the doom and gloom that's on mainstream TV at the moment, that everyone needs to be worried, things are about to get really bad there's absolutely nothing saying okay things are bad what can you do about it here's 10 ways to go out and make a bit more money or you know do things like that and unless you're listening to podcasts like yours and ours and other people's and realize that actually I can take responsibility for myself there are other avenues and just have that self-belief mindset in yeah. looking for opportunities if all you get is the doom and gloom then you know it's a difficult situation isn't it here's I know you've got to yes. find it but yes 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 the the external influences can have a massive impact Mm. but here we come back to responsibility again the external issues that we pay attention to that's our responsibility so no I don't believe that our mindset and our lives are created by the stuff around us I believe that we create the life that we want from the inside out so all that stuff about you know 
surrounding yourself with positive people. Yeah, that can work. But by the same token, you're not going to start chopping your, I don't know, your mum or your aunt or your brother out of your life just because they're negative. You still mm. need to learn to manage your own state. Yes, although I meant more entrepreneurial yeah. people. That's a yeah, yeah. So, so growing up, even though weirdly my dad had his own business later in life, it was because he had to because, you know, situations. So he just kind of had to do it. It wasn't that he was an entrepreneur. So I never really thought, oh, I could do this. I could have my own business. No. Hence going into corporate and spending yeah. 25 years. Yes, yes, no, knowing did really well. You know, earned a lot of money. Yeah. was very successful, but never yeah. really thought I could do it until again. It was so awful. I didn't want to carry on. And the alternative yeah. was do it on my own. So it's like always yeah. moving away from a hideous situation rather than moving yeah. towards something more positive. The whole away and towards it. And I was the same you know I, I grew up in a family business and yet my conditioning when I was young is you go into a job at, at the entry level and you work yeah. your way up and you always call your boss sir or madam and you're you know. grateful to have that job <laughs> yeah absolutely but but like you it took me to crash to realize I needed to mm. do something else and even then at first I was thinking how am I ever going to earn the same on my own that I get from a corporate and and I said yeah sleepless nights yeah yeah but but again that's that's early life influence isn't it we get to a point where we can look at the way we grew up, it's not my fault. It's because mum did this or dad yeah, did yeah. this or my granddad did. Yeah, but at some point you have to go, well, that happened. That can inform the way we grow, i.e. I don't want to go there again. How do I grow from it? But it doesn't have to influence our future to the point where we're constantly stuck in it. You know, yeah. like the past and what are you going to do about that situation? That's what we should always yeah. do. You've got to break this up. Whatever cycles you weren't happy with, with your upbringing, it's up to you to break those cycles for the good of the next generations that might be coming yeah. through. Yeah, or to go even deeper, okay, mm -hmm. If we believe that we come into this life with the teachings that our soul needs in this lifetime to go really woo for a minute, why did I want this in this lifetime? Why did I create this? Why has this yeah. been given to me in this lifetime? What did I need to learn from that? How do I go through it? And for goodness sake, how can I learn enough so that it doesn't come into the next bloody lifetime? Yeah, I always think that. Yeah, I don't know what book it was that said around that, but uh, when when I actually heard that in a book uh, once about that kind of like you've you've decided yourself, like the soul has decided they wanted to have this. Sometimes I just think to myself, why you pick that for you, Dave? Like. Or well, depending did, on the mindset, so let's, just, let's, just do it. Yeah. Yeah, let's just do it. Yeah, you know. Or depending on where yeah. you are when you read that, you'll mm. be like, "Oh shit, yeah, or oh, <laughs> yeah. no way." Exactly. Depends yeah. where because I'm not, I'm not a very woo-woo person, but I do have a habit in my life of being in a situation that you know a lot of people would give their right arm for, but not feeling happy and just imploding it all from the inside out. And lots of people have gone, well, "Why have you done that? I've, I'd have given my right arm to be you and things like that." But it's, yeah. and then then I kind of think, beat myself up, thinking, "Yeah, what is wrong?" with you why isn't that good enough for you what is it that you want but maybe so that's, that's just my destiny yeah to go and do something again, different isn't it? yeah well, maybe or maybe it's just something to learn from so here's the thing I've used the word a few times already, but I don't actually believe anything's woo. I just believe there's there, there are things that we haven't been able to work out on a cerebral level yet, and therefore yeah. we dismiss it as woo because we don't understand how it works. Yeah, like back so in the day, a... the earth being like nothing but flat. It's the, flat. Sa it's the same thing. We just don't know it. We haven't accessed those And look yet, at but... the amount of kind of motivational speakers and personal development gurus who are now talking about spirituality and energy. And 10 years ago, they've been laughed off the, off they've been the laughed off. stage for but that. But do, do yeah. you not think some of them are jumping on the back? wagon though because oh, i God, see yes. someone else absolutely Come on. yeah really um, yeah. definitely you ju you've just seen that since, you? Since, yeah. since when since when has that been your thing and then all of a sudden they've worked like a donkey to get to there and now they're like oh no it's yeah. not about working well hang on the thing that got you here and now you're like trying to push this thing that yeah. is completely 
you know, I think people forget that actually we can now, especially on social media, we can see the journey that you've just been on. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we 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 look at the science behind meditation now. It used to be a new thing, didn't it? And now it's got, you know, like I, I enjoy finding out about how the brain works and why meditation helps you and, and things like that. You always like to find out the science, don't you? But like, yeah, like because the, I'm not a woo person, so yeah. I just go, just do that and I'll just, just do it. I just blindly like, buy into I also it. I why? Why will that be help in a court. me? Here's the thing, though. You've just highlighted beautifully one of the, the traps I believe society falls into, and I think it's one of the things that trips us up. We identify so strongly as being left brain or right brain. Oh, I'm not woo. I don't do woo. Therefore, you either have to have it explained or you just go, no, it's a load of woo. Yeah, the royal not, you now, or yes. we identify as being no, I so, so left brain that we can't get out of bed without pulling an angel card. And I reckon <laughs> yeah. the real beauty—you got a shiny angel cards, Taz. No, there's an angel card. Loads of oracle what, what's cards. What's an angel card cards. anyway? What's an angel? You pull card? a card out of the pack, and it's got a pretty picture of an angel on it, and it says, "Today you've pulled the archangel blah, and that means this is looking after you, and the world is saying this." Do I use angel cards and guidance cards? Yeah, sometimes. But it's not to tell me what to do. It's to get this mm. moving and to give me a prompt and go, yeah, I might need to look at that. Many years ago, I just decided to live my... I read a book called The Dice Man. Dice Man? Dice Man? So, so yeah, I, would, um, I would just live my life by throwing dice. So every time I wanted to do he, something, I just threw a dice. And it's just as good... <laughs> yeah, but I didn't kill anyone when I did this dice thing. I threw the dice. Like, I think to myself, I didn't right, think okay. you'd admit what? it first on a podcast. No. Um... <laughs> I just want to tell you a story about when I started murdering people. <laughs> but what did you learn from that and how did you grow from it? <laughs> But yeah, it was it was a good exercise too because actually it took a lot of like bothering to think about what I was doing. I'd, obviously, if people say like odds and evens, like okay, if it's odds, you're going to do this. If it's evens, going to do that. Both things you want to do. You're not going to put something down you don't want to do. It just makes your choices easier, and then you just yeah. go and do that thing. So at that time, I'd be like, oh, we're going to go to this pub or do this thing, or am I going to go here? Am I going to eat pizza? Am I going to have on base up my chin or a Budweiser? <laughs> no, I wasn't that detailed. <laughs> but yeah, it was the Four bit, that kind five. of thing. Yeah, no, exactly. No. And to go back to that, this, you know, we're left or right. If we all just stopped identifying so strongly as the identity we've given ourselves. Mm. And just went, hold on, what happens if we stop buying into the mindset tribalism and just be open? I reckon there's a gap in the middle that we all ignore because we're all too right or too left. And there's we this bit in the middle where the magic happens. Yeah. This bit. Yeah. Meditation was a perfect one, wasn't it? Because again, it, oh, it's all woo. Oh, you're just yeah. going to sit and go, oh, no, Chanting, really. yeah. We know the science behind it and it actively helps our brain to unwind and it can stop us breaking. So that's so, that at well, one point would have been right in the middle. So what are your biggest tips for someone who's like struggling a little bit that they can actually implement pretty fast to just help them, you know, live a happier life, understand where they want to be, stop beating themselves up, that kind of thing. Confidence. I can give people tips for confidence. But the one thing people don't don't realise with confidence is that confidence comes through doing. You don't get Mm. confidence through going onto a course or reading a book. You get confidence by pushing yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit and doing more and more and more. Confidence comes through doing. In terms of mindset, there's all the obvious things, drink more water, sleep more, make sure your sleep patterns are working, do exercise. But also there's a couple of techniques that can really, really help. Set your mood before you go to sleep. So before I go to sleep, I will look at how many hours I've got and I'll go something like, I'm really grateful for these seven hours of sleep I'm going to have tonight. I know this is the perfect amount of time to allow my body to recharge and to heal so that when I wake up in the morning, I will feel awesome and ready to go. Or something like that. You can bring it right down to in the morning, I'm going to feel brilliant. For those going, that's a bit woo. Actually, it works on the basis that the last conscious thought you have before you go to sleep will be the first conscious thought your mind finds when you wake up. 
Yeah, so no, if you I love make that. sure that your last thought before you go to sleep is when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to feel like this. That can help. Gratitude as well. And another thing that, that initially was all woo and now they're finding the science behind it. You got to put gratitude really higher up your priority list. So every morning I'll come up with five things I'm grateful for. Anyone thinking they couldn't come up with five things they're grateful for, here's the way to get past it. Go for ten. If you aim for ten, I promise you'll find five and make yeah. that a daily habit. It, and that again, the science behind this is about rewiring your brain, creating new neural pathways to help you get to a place where you naturally start to operate from more of a base of, of optimism than cynicism or pessimism. There's some really, really easy tips when you start to notice your mood, start to recognize when you're starting to go into a funk, when you're starting to compare, start to notice how much you start to feel bad when you're doing this too much. Yeah. yeah and start to stop it but then in terms yeah. of business get really clear what is it that you're doing if you're in it just for the money eventually you will fail try and create a mission for your life and business that is bigger than you because if you create something around your life business that's a force a service something you want to do that's bigger than just the element of you as a human being that will get you out of bed and make you want to do it. If it's just about you, your driver's not going to be there. I work with a PT because I know I would not go to the gym on my own or work out if I didn't have the accountability. Yeah. You know, my, my mission is to help inspire, motivate as many people as I can, to stop as many people as I can thinking their only way into out of the, the quagmire and they're in is out of life. My mission is to create as many people behind them who genuinely love what they're doing every day that nobody's having that Monday morning feeling. All of these missions bigger than me. If it was just about, I want to be successful, I want to write more books, and I want a million pounds in the bank, I wouldn't get out of bed. Yeah, because yeah. if we go into that space where we're not full of self-worth and where we don't matter enough, our own drivers won't be enough to make us do shit. Set your mood, be more aware of your moods, gratitude with everything, and make sure your mission is bigger than you, or you, yeah. you won't do it. You just won't. Yeah. And you can't start that if you're in, because we have a lot of people that listen to this that, uh, most people that listen to this have their own business and they're trying to grow that or whatever. But and obviously yeah. you'd hope that within that, there is a purpose that they are, they're adding value and helping other people. And that's the whole point of it. Um, but then if those are, are in corporate or in a job they don't really like or whatever, and they're thinking, well, it's all right for you because you, you've got, you're, you're out already. You're already running your own business. It's all right actually, for you, that you, one. Yeah, you can actually start doing it wherever you are. So if you're in a job that you hate, I sound stupid, look around and see if there's somebody else that you could mentor or help a little bit or something yeah. that you could do for somebody else in the service. office. And get out of your service. Get out of your own way. And if it's not in yeah. the office because it whatever reason you're like absolutely not when I'm saying this then if there's really no one that you want to help there then what about in your community or a neighbor or yep. just some way that you can kind of like help somebody else a little bit yeah. you know what, what it's a great thing is my sister does this and I keep meaning to it I never got around to it she does this thing where she gets through a charity and she's paired with an elderly person who's lonely mm. and once a week they have a phone call she just talks to her it's about, great. you know, what's going on. And so yeah. that's like an hour a week. So even, you know, yeah. the busiest person can do and that. It do, it do, and the thing is, it will be helping your sister as much as it helps that elderly person. Because when, when I was setting up with um, my, my ex and all of a sudden, then I wasn't going to have either of the kids on a Sunday night. I went to a similar thing, but a youngster. So I got, and actually it was a bit of research too, because my kids were younger, but I got paired with this like 13 year old girl. Nothing wrong with her whatsoever. Just she's got into trouble a lot at school and, you know, made wrong she was like didn't yeah. really think too much before she did but 
And then, so for a whole year, every Sunday evening at like half five, I would go to hers, we'd go for a coffee or like, well, obviously not coffee, but you know, we'd go and do something. We did a couple of fun things while through. And actually that probably, I think, helped me more than her. Obviously she she enjoyed it. She yeah. got a lot out of it. It was good. She got someone non-judgmental, doesn't know her life, doesn't know her parents, doesn't know, you know, there's no agenda from me to sort of bounce ideas off of and me to say, is that a good idea for you to do that? Whatever. But it really actually helped me to think, okay, well, the kids 100%. are at the dad's, but I now have this thing to go and do which is to go and like purpose to like basically to go and do something with her for that year so it's definitely worthwhile doing yeah. and anybody that says like oh, i'm lonely i don't have this to do or and it you know start by looking where where you can help other people lots yeah. of people need help or and you know and it doesn't have to be a lot like say it's just one phone call no. like for me it was like an hour out of my week one well half an yeah. hour getting there or whatever but yeah you know, an hour or so out of my week so what, what for, for people running your own businesses make sure you have a range of products and services at different price points but also if you are wanting to be in a service mindset and this is another thing i do in the mornings i will say to myself who needs me today who mm. needs me to bring my my a game my awesome game who needs me to serve mm. today who do i need to show up powerfully for and you can do that through your social content Instead of writing your post thinking, how can I get people to buy me today? Yeah, buy my shit. What if? Buy my shit. Instead, what if you went, what's happened to me this week where I've learned something? What's something that's happened in my life where I can turn that into a teaching and use it to help, mm. help other people? What could I say today that would just lift somebody else up a little bit? Yeah. And yeah. you can serve in that way. And if you start creating your content in that way as well, I promise your business will grow. The yeah. second you get out of what can I get and into what can I give, whilst still making sure that your products and services are yeah. there and people know how to buy and you are visible, things change. Your mindset balance, will change, your business will change. Yeah. Yeah. But you about the right mindset and actually if you know if you are a positive person then people want to be around you more and then opportunities come because more people are around you and, and it just spirals upwards doesn't and it? that's another thing though isn't it we'll have to remember that holding on to a positive mindset takes time nobody mm. is positive 24 7 you know it's yeah. easy to look at people's fake book and instagrams and mm. assume that they've got all their shit sorted out. I promise they'll, they'll have days where they get up and don't want to get out from under the duvet. We'll have bad hair days, bad makeup days, and days where we just want the world to swallow us whole. So don't believe the comparison trap. Just recognise that it takes yeah. a lot of effort to stay positive. But let me tell you this, it takes just as much effort to stay negative, to stay pessimistic, to stay cynical. Yeah. So where do you want to put your attention and your energy? Yeah, and remind yourself as well, anytime you can switch that. So if you are feeling like in the low yeah. bit or whatever, you get to... Change that, like, that, whatever. Clap to 10, yeah. fast. One, two, three, five, six, nine, nine, ten, but you're right, exercise helps. So I, I run yeah. quite a lot because I've got a dog and um, yeah. I always come back from a run feeling better than when I went. Mm. And even, you know, even when I have to drag myself out because I don't want to go but because he's giving me those dog eyes, I'm like, oh, yeah. come on then. And uh, always come back feeling better. Apart from that day that you smashed your face. Oh, off. unless I have a fall. I do fall quite a lot because I'm really oh. clumsy. <laughs> go along the canal. And yeah, mm. I ran into a tree branch and mm. cut my head open. Well, maybe if you stop telling yourself you're really cr clumsy and probably <laughs> Do you know, I haven't had a fall for a little since I did my head, which was a good few months yeah, ago. Yeah, that's why. So, um, yeah, no, maybe I'll, maybe I'll pass that stage. So we, we always ask two questions on our podcast. Uh, I forgot the questions. So can oh, you recommend yes. a book for every, us? Yeah, so every, like a, every podcast we ask the question. How is there a development book yeah. or a business book oh, yeah. or something that would just really help people to read it? This one. Um, so apart from my own. So I thought she was going to go American. I thought she was going to go American and go all out and like, uh, and then she no, couldn't, no, no. couldn't apart, pass apart the barrier. Tell us about your book anyways. Un Unleash oh, Your Awesome. Which one do you want? Unleash Your Awesome. Um, well, I wrote that. There's a second edition I'm working on now. In fact, it's very hard to get a copy of that now because it's sold out everywhere until the new one comes out. 
I wrote it because so many people were wanting coaching who, again, were to go back to where we were earlier, saying they couldn't afford me at the minute. And again, you can. I've, I've got a free group on Facebook called Taz Thornton's Inspiration Tribe. If you just want regular mindset and accountability, you can get in there. Yeah, I've got coaching programs, group programs starting from 65 quid a month. So there's, there's bonkers, stupid stuff right up to tens of thousands. Um, but I wrote that because so many people were saying they needed some help and they weren't ready to commit to something. So that's essentially coaching in a book. I didn't want it to be shelf development. I wanted proper self-development. And so there's little tasks and exercises at the end of most of the, most of the chapters that deal with everything from mindset through to money mindset as well, creating clients, creating abundance. There's some medicine wheel work. Notice it, looking with the different powers of the different elements, how you can tap into that. Oh, there's all sorts, but it's essentially, if somebody came to me and said, I just want the basics, I just want to stop feeling crap, I'd give them everything that's in there. In terms of books I'd recommend that aren't mine, for anybody in coaching, if you haven't read The Prosperous Coach, then you need a kick. That's uh, Rich Litvin and Steve Chandler. In fact, most of Steve Chandler's books absolutely rock. You've, you've uh, sprinkled us a few ways, but just to, what what is the easiest and best way for people to find out more about you? Should they wish Hit to Google, type in Taz Thornton and you'll find me. I'm on all the social channels. I'm on with a Z, guys, with everywhere. a Z. With a Z, That's with a Z, with a Z. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. Awesome. So I really, really loved interviewing uh, Taz. We're, we're making more of a conscious effort as well to um, be getting out there and doing them live on social media. We have done them before. We do do our quickies like that. So if you're listening you to this, and, no, you're not a lesser. I don't think you're lesser. You're just as important if you're just a podcast listener. But if you only listen to us, via podcast and you've never like bothered to look at our social media why not check out uh, either of us uh, Anna Geary's or Anita Baldwin's LinkedIn or the Get Savvy Club group or Facebook group or page and you will see the live versions of this so you can actually see our faces as we record it how awesome is that don't stop listening to the podcast as well though because I know obviously we can be transported about better when and tell us podcast. if you have listened yeah. to the podcast and never seen us tell us if we look like you think we look because sometimes <laughs> you don't really think you've got an idea until you see someone and you go Oh, that's not how I thought we'd look. That's interesting, wouldn't it? That's how you thought we'd look. No, don't actually, because what if it's what, like, you thought we were better than we look? I I probably think I might look more manly, because I think I've got (laughs) quite a deep voice. I have no concept of what they might might think. (laughs) Not that I don't look manly, maybe I do. I've just, you know... (laughs) <laughs> it would be a bit interesting to hear your thoughts. But, yeah, so um, as always, screenshot this episode, tag us, tag her, um, and then you could be in with a shout of winning that. So we've started our Social Media Made Easy program. So if you're not on Social Media Made Easy yet or you don't even know what we're talking about, message us and we'll have a chat to get you to attract clients using social media in less time. Question of the week. Why do I need an ideal client that's just an individual and won't that mean that I sell less every time and we've done this a lot of time with thousands of businesses and what it means is that marketing it's just about a campaign so it's not about changing your business and only trying to sell producing products for this one person it's about understanding that in a marketing campaign you can't put out a message that will appeal to all of the people because we're all different but what marketing does is it adopts kind of stereotypes if you like to group people together so that we can talk to a group of people because it's not going to be financially possible to speak to individuals is it so we've got to talk to as big a group as possible and that's what we're trying to do through having an ideal client and just kind of lump together characteristics that that group has in common so it might be the outcomes they're trying to get the motivation motivations 
mortifications that they've got or the pain points that they've got. And if you can talk directly to those, then they will be like, okay, this is the person that I need to work with. If you're trying to do those for all the people, then it's going to become really bland, really vanilla and not going to appeal to anybody. So by trying to talk to everyone, you end up talking to nobody. But conversely, by trying to talk to just an individual or a small group of people, other people who might tap into that notification or um, the outcome they want or the pain point, but not the other bits might then still want to work with you. So you don't exclude certain people working with you just because you have an ideal client. Trust me, you do it for you, not for anyone else. It's for you because your life will be so much easier if you you know every time you go to write a post or you put something out, you are visualizing that one person and that person is perfect for you by the way it's your ideal client for you so everything becomes a lot easier once you've nailed that you can know that that person's in your head that you're actually speaking to and he's just completely right other people will randomly like say hey can i work with you and you'll think you don't even fit any of that but something you've said or done um has resonated with them and landed in some way that's worked for them hence why they've reached out to you You always you give the mcdonald's um example and i think that is a great example because you will often see a mcdonald's advert literally just tries to sell you a 99p coffee that's what it was last time I, I bought any coffee from mcdonald's anyway so but they're not at all saying that they don't sell all the other things are they but they're focusing on that 99p coffee that you can get from the drive through at that time so at that niche they're talking about driving through and getting the coffee never mind you can actually go in and get the coffee can't you and they're only talking about like a flat white sometimes and the point you made at the start is that it's who's ideal for you is that if you start your sentence of who your ideal client is well I could sell too you're thinking about it the wrong way you need to flip your mindset because you're thinking about finding an ideal client isn't who you could sell to you could probably sell to a hundred different types of people but if you could only pick one of those types of people and get a hundred of them coming to you all the same who is that because who do you love working with who do you make you know the amount of money that you want to make from who's out there in a big enough group that you can go and find them and who do you get really good results for Um, and those are the so we've got kind of in social media made easy we have a score sheet and you can just think about all the different clients you work with and if you're brand new think about the clients you could possibly work with and then we go through and we ask you to kind of give a score and then you add them all up at the end and it tells you who your ideal client is it saves you all that well it could be this and it could be that we just kind of do it in a an objective way and then um it's not for life you don't have to sit with them forever you put them in and you start marketing to them and you see how easy it is and you might want to tweak that as you go along but it's really important to start because everything else and is completely right everything else gets easier once you do that and the people that struggle with marketing are the people that haven't done that i guarantee you so if you listen to this relatively real time if you pick one thing and you go in all in on that I promise you by Christmas, by the end of the year, you'll see results because, and you will find it all easier. So just at least commit to like 90 days, preferably six months, um, and see how things change for you. It's life-changing. Get just, just marketing one thing, not doing one thing. Just pick yeah. one thing to market. And we'll see you all on the next episode. Have an awesome day. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye. That was Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club. If you enjoyed it, connect with us on social media. Just search Get Savvy Club.